Um, yeah, it's a privilege to share with you this morning. Now, what I want to uh, share with you this morning is, is really quite a simple principle, but I think a principle that is so uh, important for the Christian walk. And, uh, you know, often we hear these stories about uh, lives or, or maybe even read books and things like that and hear these stories of uh, the way that people, uh, the way that God uses people's lives. Uh, and when you hear these amazing stories and sometimes you may think, gee, it'd be incredible if God used my life like that and in that way. And I really think that um, fundamentally, um, the Christian walk is this simple principle that I want to share with you this morning. And it's this, listen and obey, listen and obey. You know, when I first came to faith, it was like, I, I kind of understood this, this concept of, you know, Christianity is not religion, it's relationship. It's about a relationship with the creator of the universe. And I understood that concept of relationship very early on because a big part of the reason of me coming to faith was I was praying prayers and I was seeking God. It was a real relational moment. I encountered uh, God. And so when I came to faith, that relationship concept was something I just grasped. The problem is so often sometimes as we journey with God and over time, we can fall out of that a little bit and we add things to the, to the simplicity of the Christian faith, to the simplicity of that relationship. And we can start to get, you know, make it more complex than what it needs to be. But I wanna encourage you this morning that this is so fundamental and so, this is so exciting. That's what's so exciting about the Christian walk as well. This, this relationship with the creator of the universe. Uh, that, and it's two ways. That's the amazing thing. It's two ways. It's not a one-way thing. You know, we pray and we ask God to do these things for us. No, God delights. I really believe this from the bottom of my heart. God delights to speak to us as well. And when He speaks, as we listen, and most importantly, as we obey, we get to experience the power of God in our lives. And I'm absolutely convinced that the Christian war can be as exciting or as mundane as you want it to be. You see, God's a gentleman. He's an absolute gentleman. He will never force you to do anything you don't wanna do. He's so amazing like this, but He invites you. He invites you in to an exciting journey with Him. He invites you in to exciting life with Him. And really, the decision is up to you. Are you in? Are you excited? Do you want to listen to God? Do you want to obey Him and experience the fullness of all that God wants to do in and through your life? Or do you wanna walk your own walk? Do you wanna say, oh God, I'll keep you there for when I really desperately need you? Or do you wanna live this walk out? You see, I'm convinced as well that the Christian faith is not just a, an event or a Sunday happening that we have here, but it is a lifestyle that we live. You see, God is so interested in every single aspect of our lives, our workplace, our family life, our neighbourhood, our university, wherever you are and whatever you're doing, God is deeply interested. And God is so, uh, you know, He wants to use your life. He wants you to have an impact where you are. If you this morning come and you say, I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Christ, the exciting thing is, see, this is a big part of the gospel. Not that He just saved us so we get to go to heaven when we die, but He wants to use us here and now as well. He wants us to be a healing agent in the world around us. Have you ever thought in your life before, gee, I'd love to have an impact on this world, a positive and a profound impact on this world? Well, here's the good news. The Creator of the universe wants that for your life. And not only are you alone in this, but He empowers you to do that. And so don't believe the lie that I can't. Don't believe that a lot of the lie, I don't have enough giftings. Don't believe it for a second because all the resources that you need is available to you in God. He wants to empower you to have an impact. And I tell you what, as we listen 
to the Holy Spirit, as we listen to God and obey what He wants us to do, the Christian walk will be so exciting, so thrilling. You don't just have to read about the stories of what you know, God is doing in other people's lives. You'll experience it. You'll know it. There's no reason, you know, even last week, Nathan touched on this actually last Sunday morning, but you know, last week I baptised Lee in the Sunday night service. But Hannah, here she was, she was already feeling a little bit, uh, what's the word, insecure. These are, these are her words, insecure in her, in her relationship with God. But she had an opportunity to speak up about God in her workplace as a paramedic. And it was a risky uh, thing, but she did. And Lee just... Lee just thought, wow, I need to know more about this Christian faith. And his life has been transformed, his wife's life, his kids, the family, you know, the family tree and generation upon generation, uh, God willing, will be changed and transformed. Why? Because Hannah felt a prompting in her heart and she thought, I've got to, I've got to obey this. I've got to obey this. You know what the exciting thing is this as well? Because Hannah's in our connect group. She has come alive like a life, she would testify to that. She'd say, my entire Christian walk has been, been renewed as well in, uh, since stepping out for God in that very moment. It's an amazing thing, but you can experience it too, that we can experience the joy and the thrill of God using our lives as well to impact the lives around us as we listen, simple principle, listen and obey, listen and obey as we hear the prompting of God. And you know what? It's been my experience that more often than not, it is a soft, subtle prompting. It is the soft, subtle voice of God. And as we walk in that, man alive, we are going to, we'll be sharing the stories. And I know we already are. Many of you are already doing this, but I want to encourage you again that this is so, uh, so exciting and so simple too. Such a simple concept, but very, very exciting. There's, and like I said, you know, this is God's plan for your life. He wants to use your life. I said, I said in the first service, every time you take a breath, every time you take a breath is a reminder that God wants to use you. It's a reminder that God wants to use you. We are not home yet. If the Bible is true, there is a heaven and that is our home. We are simply passing through. We need an eternal perspective. Sorry, that's a whole nother sermon. But we do, we need, a whole, we need an eternal perspective. We are passing through and we're not home yet. So every breath that we take here on earth is a reminder that God wants to use me. You should be encouraged. You should be encouraged every time you take a breath. God has a plan for me today. God has a plan for me in this lifetime. It is so, so exciting. You know, uh, 2 Timothy talks about this. The Lord wants to use you for special purposes. In uh, Ephesians 2.10, it says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do what? To do good works, which God, I love this, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You see, He wants to use your life. He wants to have an impact through you. That's incredible. The creator of the universe, the big and mighty powerful God, the one who spoke the world into existence says, I wanna use you, I wanna use you, I wanna use your life. So what are you gonna choose? What are you gonna choose? And I think fundamentally to this, the, the key principle in this is just listen, listen to God and obey, listen to God and obey. There's other principles, absolutely, but this is so exciting, this simple uh, principle. There's a, uh, there's a uh, in the Bible, in, in Luke chapter five, we're gonna read this passage here and here uh, we discover someone who's wrestling with this concept of yes, they've heard, heard God speak, but are they gonna do it? It's a great passage. You've probably read it many times uh, before. It was found in Luke chapter five and it says this, verses one to 11. 
One day as Jesus was standing by uh, the lake of, oh, I cannot pronounce that, but you get the idea, you read that. Uh, uh, the lake uh, there, very important lake. Uh, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats and left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats and the one belonging to Simon and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he'd finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, which I can relate to this, right? I can relate. The amount of times I've done this or had a rebuttal, he says, Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. The amount of times I've felt the very subtle whisper of God, the little prompting and thought, this doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It seems unusual and it's crazy. And here, Peter's saying the same thing, but I love this. And this is the key verse for you. This is your take home, okay? Remember this, but he says, it seems crazy, but Peter says this, but because you say so, here's the key. Because you say so, I will let down the nets. Because you say so, I'll let down the nets. It doesn't seem likely he's gonna get any catch. The man's a professional. He would have been taught as a little boy. His father was a fisherman. He would have been taught the, the ins and outs of fishing. He's a professional tradesman in the area of fishing. He's caught absolutely nothing all night. He knows what to do. And Jesus says, let out your nets. It seems absurd. It seems crazy. How many times have we been walking or doing something or at work or somewhere and we hear the very subtle whisper of God, speak to that person, send that text message, give financially there, whatever those things. And we think, God, it seems crazy. Peter's in the same predicament, but his response is amazing. It's the very response that we need, the very response we need in our lives. We need to be a people that say, because you say so, I will do it. Because you say so, I will do it. And this is what Peter says. He says, because you say so, I'll let down the nets. When they had done so, listen to, uh, listen to how it unfolds. When they have done so, so they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled uh, their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and his companions were astonished at the catch of the fish they had taken. And so were James and John and the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll fish for people. So they pulled their boat up the shore, left everything and followed him. It's a remarkable story. But the key thing that I want you to catch in this story is this, is that Peter, he hears something from God. He listens and it seems crazy and out there, but he says, but because you said so, I will do it. Because you said so, I will do it. Listen and obey. Listen and obey. And this is what God wants for our lives as well, that when we, fit, you know, when we hear the prompting of God, we listen and we obey. There will be so many times in your life where it will seem crazy. So many times it will seem absurd. So many times where we think, man, I, I get this all the time. I feel this in my own life. I think I know better sometimes than God. He prompts me to do something and I think, no, I don't wanna do that. I know, what's, I know what's right. I know what's better. It's a crazy thing, isn't it? like the creator of the universe and we think we know better than him. It's wild, but this is how we live. It is hard to surrender. It's really hard 
I mean, maybe you don't find it as hard as me, but I find it hard. It's really hard sometimes. And so he'll lead you and he'll lead me at times. And we need to be willing to say, okay, because you said so, I'll do it. Because you said so, I'll do it. Listening and obeying. Listening and obeying. A little while ago, uh, I don't know, maybe a month ago or just a little bit more, my wife rang me one morning. She said, we just had a visitor um, from one of our neighbours. Uh, she kind of lives around the corner a little bit for one of our neighbours and she was wondering if you could help her. And you know, it's a really important thing for us. We've been very intentional about the neighbours and where we live. We wanna reach our neighbourhood. We wanna reach those in our street. It's not a mistake that we live there. God loves His children. He loves the children that live in our street. He loves them deeply. He's concerned about them. And we live there. He wants to use our lives there. Same with you as well. It's not a mistake that you live where you live. And uh, my wife said, so she dropped in, knocked on the door and said, you know, is, is David home? I just seen if he could help me because there was another uh, friend of ours down the street who they'd sold this home. And so they were getting rid of some things and stuff like that. And they'd offered it to her, this uh, TV cabinet. And, uh, and so she said, do you think you'd be able to swing by? Um, you know, she was gonna meet them, the owners there at this time. And I mean, look, I'm just gonna be honest with you and I'm confessing now, but I didn't wanna do it. I didn't wanna do it. I really didn't want to do it. And, uh, you know, I had every reason not to and, you know, I don't have time. And, you know, you know what it's like, or maybe you're better than me, but we come up with the excuses all the time, you know, like we just don't have time and it's inconvenient. It's interesting, isn't it? I often feel like the, the, most, the, the, the most exciting things that God's done in my life are times when it seems inconvenient. It's really interesting. And interestingly, when you look in the Bible, there's a lot of miracles that Jesus did that people, is like they barged in. It was inconvenient moments. But I, I think often that's when God does His greatest work. And it seemed inconvenient for me and all this sort of stuff. And I wrestled with her. I thought, oh, oh, you know. And she's like, well, I don't know. I'll just leave it with you. And, you know, I had her number as well. So she's like, I'll leave it with you. You know, work out what you want to do. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I was wrestling with it. And I just, I just felt then, I felt God said, do it. You know, just help out, help out. So anyway, I got there and I'm thinking, actually, you know what? It'll be fine. It won't take too long. Simple TV cabinet, back of my ute, drive it just down to her house, unload it, no worries at all. And so I got there and uh, you saw the owners and stuff and I walked in and I thought, Mike, surely this can't be it, you know, because it was, uh, uh, the it, was, it was more than a TV cabinet. I mean, this thing was a masterpiece, you know, like it was ginormous. It stood way higher, than, way higher than me. It was in multiple different pieces. I mean, it was from 19, I don't know, 40s or something, 1950s. I mean, the thing was falling apart. I'm thinking, really? Like, this is not a simple job. And, uh, and I, I admit, I was just thinking, oh, you know, this is just, yeah, I just can't believe this. But I thought, okay, no, let's, that's all right. Let's jump in and let's do this. And yeah, sure enough, it took ages and it was multiple pieces. It was multiple trips and all this sort of stuff. But I felt like God said to do it. I felt like God said to do it. Anyway, finally, we got the last piece in, dropped it back to her house and, uh, and I got it in for her, set it up inside and things like that. And uh, anyway, just started uh, chatting uh, to her. And then at this time, she's got another young guy, uni student that's living uh, with her at the moment. And uh, so just chatting to both of them uh, at the time. But as I started chatting to them, again, it's just, I, I don't know, it's just God just laid on my heart. You know, this, the love of God, His love for these people. And I just thought, gee, you know what? In the midst of all this, I wonder if God wants me to just share uh, with them. And so I sort of prayed a little bit about it and and then I asked this young guy, I said, because he's come over from uh, overseas, I said, what's your, what's your heritage? You know, where have you come from? And he sort of shared a little bit about that. And I often ask this to people, actually, say, oh, is there, even if I know the answer, I still ask it anyway. Uh, I, say, I say, oh, is there like a common religion? Because I want to talk about it. 
So I bring that up. I say, is, is there like a common religion from your nationality? And, and uh, you know, he started to share a little bit. And I said, oh, really? Well, I said, oh, well, I'm, I'm Christian. And, and uh, we got talking a little bit about faith and things like that. It's a funny thing because it's always intriguing how they get, you know, you know what's their response going to be. But uh, they were kind of more than happy to talk about um, faith and Christianity and things like this. But as we were chatting, I felt, again, just the very subtle whisper of God, the subtle whisper of God, why don't you pray for them? Why don't you pray for them? And you know what I thought? No, no, I don't want to pray for them. Like, I don't want to do that, God. I don't want to pray. Like, what is it going to look like? How am I going to do it? What are they going to think of me? A lot of the time, I think it's our own ego and it's my own pride. Oh, well, sorry, I can only speak on behalf of myself. But my pride gets in the way because I think, you know what? I, I, I think, oh, what are they going to think of me? How are they going to respond? Am I going to get hurt if I uh, offended, uh, if, they, if I offend them or they're not interested or whatever? You know what I mean? Uh, but I, I really felt like God said, why don't you pray for them? So I'm wrestling with this thinking, I don't know, God, you know, is it really you, God? You know, maybe it's just my imagination. I mean, God loves them. Of course he wants me to pray for them. Why wouldn't he want me to pray for them? But I'm wrestling with it. And let me just say this, I'd be, the, I'd be the biggest coward in this room. You know what I mean? When it comes to this stuff, I'm scared. I'm really scared. I don't know how to go about it, but I've learned. I've learned, right? Just taking the next step, the next step, the next step. And so I kind of wrestling with this for a little while. And I thought, I've got to do this. You know, if this is what God wants me to do, if it's his voice, I've got to do it. After a little while, I said, hey, look, this is, this is probably crazy and absurd. And I don't know if anyone's ever done this for you, but before you, anyone's, I spoke better than that at the time than now. <laughs> I said, uh, I don't know if anyone's ever done this before, uh, but, you know, like, could I just pray for you? And, uh, and you know what the response was? Sure, I'd love that. That'd be amazing. Like, pray for us. I thought, okay, okay. So I prayed a simple prayer, a very simple prayer. But I, and, and even, you know, even when I pray, I'm trying to discern, what do you want me to pray for, God? What do you want me to pray for? That's a really key thing too. I've learned that too, just discerning that. And so I, st- I just pray a very simple prayer. When I finished praying, I was quite taken back, but she was crying, very emotional, very moved. And she said, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Now I'm not a huge physical touch person, but she even hugged me, you know, and I'm, oh, okay. Oh yeah, no worries, we're doing this. <laughs> but you know how that came about was listen and obey. Listen and obey. A very small, subtle voice. Why don't you pray? Why don't you pray for them? And listen, you'll experience this all the time in your own life. We'll all experience this in our lives as we listen to the Holy Spirit and obey Him. You'll experience the power of God. You'll see and experience Him moving in in amazing ways as we listen to the voice of God and walk in obedience to Him. Why? Because He's so excited. God delights to use your life. He really does. But more than that, I'm so sorry, but he loves his children. You know what I mean? Like, if you've ever lost, let me put it this way, if you've ever lost a child, the fear of that and the, oh my goodness, like, you know, the the desperation, the desperation to find your child. Don't you see? This is God's heart. There are children that are lost and the desperation that God has to see his children come to know him is extraordinary. But he loves to use us in the midst of that to, 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 to point uh, his children back to him. It's an extraordinary thing. And so this is what God wants for your life. He delights to use you. Peter, in the same way, he doubted. He thought, surely not. I mean, we've fished all night. We've caught absolutely nothing. But Peter has the right response. And we too need the right response. 
Because you said so, I will do it. That as you go about your workplace, as you go about your university, as you go about your life, you see Christianity is a lifestyle that we lead and it's an exciting one. It's really exciting and it's simple too. It's this amazing relationship with the Creator. And as He speaks to us, we walk in that. And I tell you what, you're going to have so many stories, so many stories. Don't believe the lie you can't. Don't, that's what the enemy wants you to think. He wants you to think you can't. You can because all the resources and power of God, uh, they dwell within you. He dwells within you and He wants to empower you. Remember Jesus said, it's actually better that I should go away. Why? Because He says, then I'll send you my helper, the Holy Spirit. And He's gonna help you and empower you and you're gonna have stories. You really will. Don't believe for a second. There's no reason you can't be in the baptism pool baptising one of your good friends, one of your work colleagues, someone from university, someone in your street. There's absolutely no reason that can't be you in there. Absolutely no reason. Because this is the exciting thing about the Christian faith. Everybody gets to play a part. Everybody gets to play. It's so amazing. It's not the professional on the stage. I'm not a professional. I'm just as scared as you. I'm just as scared as you. But when we listen and obey, man alive, God is going to do some amazing things. He's going to do some amazing things. We will see this city impacted. We will see this nation impacted. We will see lives changed and transformed. You know, um, a friend of mine, actually this is great, a friend of mine, he, you know, one of his like daily goals, you know, one of his daily, and he's a busy guy, he runs businesses, he's got plenty of stuff going on, but one of his daily goals is to plant seeds in people's hearts every single day. It's a great goal. You should, you should apply that. You can have that for free if you'd like. That's a great goal. Just plant seeds in people's lives every single day. It's not necessarily sharing the gospel, but it may be just sharing with someone, sharing a testimony. It may be uh, doing an act of kindness, just being Christ in his everyday and just looking for little opportunities to plant seeds. But I tell you what, if you do that every single day over a year, I tell you what, I guarantee you, you'll have some amazing stories. And so he applies this and I, I, just thought, I just think that's amazing. And every day I try and wake up and I say this, I say, God, what are we up to today? What are we up to? What are we up to today? What are we doing? Where are we going? And, and you know, sometimes it's a simple phone call. Uh, sometimes it's a text message to someone, someone's encouragement. Sometimes it's giving something away, whatever it might be. What are we up to today? On this particular occasion, I was driving into a fuel station of all places, but a fuel station, and I just prayed that prayer. It was in the afternoon, and I prayed that prayer, and I said to God, I said, God, I feel like, you know, I feel like, I don't know, I haven't really done anything today. You know, like, what are, what are we up to? What, uh, you know, or planted any seeds necessarily today? What, like, what are we up to? As I pulled into the fuel station, I prayed that prayer. Like, what am I doing? What are we, what are we up to now? As I prayed that prayer, I pulled up next to the bowels to fill up and I felt like, again, not a booming voice from heaven, but a very simple, why don't you pay for that guy's fuel? And I thought, holy dooly, like I know the fuel prices these days. I thought, no, that can't be God. <laughs> but I really did. I felt like, so well, why don't you pay for his fuel? And I thought, no, I can't. I can't do that. Like, what does it look like? How am I going to go about it? Um, it's going to be embarrassing. You know, when he's like, oh, why did you do that? And think, you know, I'm some really good person. I'm not even that great. But, you know, like, you know, I wrestle with all this sort of stuff. I'm wrestling with it. But I really felt like God said, pay for his fuel. So I get out of the car and I start filling up my fuel. Now, I came up with every single reason why I shouldn't. I'm filling up the fuel. That's all I could think about. It doesn't make sense. And besides, he's filling up. And the only way I can pay for his is once he's hung up, his fuel bows are like, it's not going to register inside. You know, I came up with every single reason why I couldn't, but I wrestled with it. And even in the midst of that, I remember I felt this again, the little subtle voice of God, very gracious, but 
Nevertheless, this subtle voice of God, because I said, God, I'm not doing it. Like, I'm just not doing it. And I felt like God said, I thought you said to me the other day, you'd love, you, you, you'd do anything I asked you to do. Like, you, that was your prayer. And I said, oh, I know, God, I know. I, well, I do, I do want to do what you want me to do. So now I've finished and finished filling up, I've hung it up and I'm walking inside. And at the time as well, there are all these people inside. I didn't want to do it in front of other people and all this sort of stuff. But by this stage, as I'm walking in, everyone's left. And I'm thinking, okay, this is leaning more towards doing it now. But I still can't do it. I still can't do it. And I walk inside now. It's all that's in there. It's just the man behind the counter. And I walk up and I say, oh, look, just uh, paying for the fuel, number one. As I walk uh, up, I look out the glass windows and he's still filling up anyway. So I said, see, God, like, I can't do it. He's still filling up. It It hasn't registered. It hasn't registered, I can't pay for it. I paid for my fuel and I just thought, as I was about to go, I'm like, fuel, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't have to do this. As I, as I pay, I just glance out the window. You wouldn't believe the timing. He's hanging up the fuel bowser, just finished filling up. And I thought, oh my goodness, like if God's not in this, like if this has to be God. And I thought, but how do I talk about it with this guy? This is embarrassing and oh my goodness. And so I just said, oh, I was about to leave. I said, oh, actually, before I go, um, you know what? I might just, while I'm here, I might just pay, literally said it like that, while I'm here, I might just pay for um, number two out there as well. And he's like, oh, right, okay. Uh, No worries. So he starts getting up on the computer and stuff. As he's doing that, he says, so, like, what's the go? Like, do you know him? And I said, you know what? Never met him before in my life, actually. (laughs) And he goes, oh, okay, no worries. Like totally confused. So, you know, but this is the other crazy thing. I mean, like I, I mean, it cost nearly 100. I think the other day I paid 150 bucks to fill my Utah with fuel. You know what I mean? And, but this is how I knew this has to be a God thing. So he turned the thing around. You know what it said on there? 42 bucks. That's it. 42 bucks. I thought, this has got to be of God. This is great. This is amazing. So cheap. So cheap. Only 42 bucks. So uh, I scanned and I, I paid for his fuel. And, you know, I walked and I just left, said, oh, have a great day. Now, he was pretty still working out. But as I'm walking out, I glance out the windows again. I notice the guy starting to walk in. I think, oh, do I say something? No, and I just thought, no, I just want to go. Like, I just want to get out of here. And so I walk past. We cross paths as he's coming inside. I probably could have saved him a walk. Uh, But anyway, I let him just keep walking. But I, I just wanted to get in my car, just wanted to go, you know. And so I start moving my car really quickly and get inside. And as I jump in the car, I just glanced a little bit. I didn't even want to look, but I couldn't help. But I glanced a little bit. As I looked through the windows inside, just the, the guy behind the counter and this man who I just paid for, just both like, <laughs> like just looking out the window, like what, what is all this guy? So I knew then, oh, he's, he knows, he knows. And so, uh, so I just thought, I gotta go, I gotta go. But I couldn't just kind of drive out. I had to drive forward, then reverse, and then uh, go out that way. And so I just quickly, you know, start the car and I'm like, drive forward a little bit. I drive forward towards the windows where they are. And, and again, I glance. And at this time, as I glance, I see him start moving, start running uh, inside. I think he's coming out to, you know, get me. Oh, that sounds pretty negative, but uh, uh, it reminded me of Pete, you know, running down the car park, meeting a new person. And, um, and, uh, and so, 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 I, so then I reverse a little bit and then I start to leave, I start to leave. But this stage, he's running beside the car, tapping the window, you know, it's happening. I thought, the poor guy, I gotta stop, you know. So I stopped and uh, I just wound down the window and he just said, he said, you paid for my fuel. You paid for my fuel. I said, oh yeah, I know. He goes, but, but, 
But he said, why did you do that? Why did you do that? He was totally bewildered. Why? Why did you do that? It's a funny thing in our culture today. I think it's... uh, I think that more and more as our culture becomes more selfish, self-focused, you see it in business, you see it in, the, in, in our society, as it becomes darker in that space, even the simplest act of kindness, even the smallest bit of light can have a profound impact on darkness. And so I, I, I'm just absolutely convinced even the smallest act of kindness opens up a great opportunity. And he was bewildered, genuine. He said, He said, no one's ever done that before. And he goes, and I can see I'm a lot older than you. And he would have been about 70 years old or something like that. He said, no one, no one has ever done, I don't understand. I said, well, I don't, I just, I felt prompted. I just felt prompted to, to, you know, pay for you. And he said, but why? I don't understand. I said, well, okay, if, if I'm going to be honest, I, at 18 and a half, I became a Christian and I, I encountered God. This might sound crazy to you, but I encountered God, but when I, when I encountered God, I uh, discovered that he's a very generous father, a very generous God. And because he's been so generous to me, it means I can be generous too. It's really that simple. And he just said, well, well, that is a very Christian thing to do. That's very Christian. <laughs> I said, oh, well, I, I really hope uh, you've been blessed. He said, I am. I am. He said, I really hope you have a blessed afternoon. I really do. <laughs> And we sort of chatted very briefly for a little bit, but I, you know, I, I didn't want to make a big deal. And you know, in hindsight, it's a funny thing because I reckon I could have, I could have talked more. I really could have opened up, and I'll never make that mistake, same mistake again. This is how you learn, you know. This is how you grow. You've got to step into stuff. It's not just about you know the Bible college and apologetics and learning more. We got more resources in history than ever before. It's not just the resource, and I'm not against that. that they're great and helpful things. But as you walk out the Christian faith, you grow and you learn. So you just got to step into it. You just got to walk it out and you'll learn. And you'll learn about the things you need to say next time and what not to say. And I've said plenty of them uh, at times too. But this is how you learn and grow. And uh, in, in, the next, in that moment, I could have said whatever. I, I actually think I could have shared more. And next time I will. Because he was so blown away, so impacted. But do you know how that came about? Listen and obey. It's a really simple principle. Listen and obey. There is absolutely no reason that every single one of you couldn't have amazing stories, week in, week out, amazing stories of how God uh, wants to use your life as well. Absolutely no reason. It's an amazing thing. The question is this, is how do we know it's his voice though? You know, how do we know, oh, is that God or is that just me? Sometimes I run it through a fin- uh, like a filter. Sometimes and I just go, oh, you know, ask myself questions like, well, is this going to, if it's sending a text message or encouraging someone or paying for fuel for somebody. Actually, someone after the first service said, mate, if you ever see me at the fuel station, feel free to buy my fuel anytime. <laughs> um, you know, but I run it through a filter sometimes uh, in my head. You know, is this, this going to build this person up or is it, it going to bring life? Is it going to bring death? Is it in line with God's word? You know, is this in line with God's word? Is it in line with his character? Uh, you know, often uh, my, Raquel, my wife, she often talks about this, but she, you know, she wrestles sometimes, should I, should I send this or not? And she often asks the question of like, well, well, even if it's not right, like even if this isn't God's voice, if it's just an encouraging text message or an encouragement or something, then what does it matter anyway? You know, what does it matter? I'll just send it off anyway. And so I run it through a filter sometimes, all these different things. Is this of you, God? Chances are, you know, an encouraging text or something, it's not of the devil, is it? You know, you're like, you, you know, you run it through that filter and you go, okay, is this of you, God? And so I do that sometimes. 
Uh, but you know, it's been, it's been my experience too that it's just a subtle, it's a very subtle whisper of God. The other thing is too, often when I don't want to do something or it's a little bit scary, it's probably of God. It's probably of God. That's, that's truly how I've experienced in my own life as well. When I think, oh, this is scary. When I think this is going to stretch me just a little bit. When it's going to stretch me a little bit, I know it's probably of God. You know why? Because he's a great father and he wants you to grow. He really does. He wants the best for your life. He wants you to grow. He doesn't want us to just stay where we are. He wants us to grow in our relationship with him. And one of the great ways that that happens is when we step out and we act, it actually requires faith. When I know, I, when I feel like I can't do it, I know this is probably God just, just in his grace and his mercy, just building me a little bit, just saying, just step out, just step out. And so... Uh, it's an amazing thing. This is an exciting thing. I'm so excited. You know, I'm so excited the stories are going to flow out of your life as you listen and obey Him. You know, just on that as well, hearing the voice of God, I'll just uh, share this last story. But, um, you know, we did this Scent Conference for Young Ads here in Brizzy. And the whole heart behind, you know, Scent is really just about empowering young people to have an impact in their everyday. It's this sort of stuff. It's this sort of stuff. And so we did that in Brizzy last year. And then... Um, and then this year as well. But one day I was praying about um, Brizzy and I was praying about it. And in the midst of my prayers, I was just praying about all this stuff. This thought came to my mind, North Queensland. I don't know, you know, I was just thinking, what is that? And I, I remember thinking, oh, my, my mind again, it's just wandering. I'm trying to pray, but my mind's wandering. If you're like me, you know, uh, wanders a little bit. And, uh, and I thought, oh, and try to go back to praying. But as I got up after praying, I thought, hang on a second, maybe, maybe it wasn't just my mind wandering. You know what I mean? Maybe it's the voice of God, very subtle. You ever been reading the Bible, reading some scripture, and then a person just comes to your mind randomly out of the blue? Chances are, maybe that's a scripture for them, you know? And so I've learned this over the years. And so I, I, would, I walked downstairs and I remember thinking, God, maybe that's actually of you. Next time I'm praying, I should pray about that. And I prayed about that next time. I said, God, was that you speaking? You know, it's just so subtle. Is that you speaking? And so I prayed about it a bit more and I felt that God said, do something in North Queensland, you know, do, do a send conference in North Queensland. But I didn't know how was that going to unfold. Anyway, eight weeks later, we did this, this uh, send conference in North Queensland, made one phone call to a mate up there who lives in Townsville and uh, we did this thing. And it was an encouraging time, again, just empowering young adults in North Queensland uh, around everyday impact. And we did it this year as well. And we took a team up there and multiple different churches involved this time, but it's just exciting time. But it came out of a very subtle, a very subtle thought that kind of dropped into my mind. Is that you, God? Is that really you, God? The voice of God, listen and obey, listen and obey. So you know what? Don't believe the lie. Don't, don't believe the lie that you can't. You can, absolutely you can. You've got the, the creator of the universe is on your side and he wants to use your life and he will. And he will when we listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit and we walk in obedience to him and there will be story after story after story after story that'll flow out of our lives in this community, in this city and beyond as lives are impacted because God's army is on the move where they are listening and obeying the promptings of the Holy Spirit and we will hear about and see lives changed and transformed. Father God, we thank you so much for your word. And uh, I know without a shadow of a doubt, because, because this is so key, I know without a shadow of a doubt, you've spoken to people here this morning. Uh, you've spoken to those who are saying, I, I want this in my life, the joy, the thrill, the excitement of you using us. Uh, just in this moment, actually, I kind of felt uh, this in the first service and I'll just give you an opportunity now in this service as well. 
If you know, and there's just something that's stirred in your heart through this message, you're thinking, that's me, you know, I wanna know that more in my own personal life. I wanna give you an opportunity to respond to God now. I wanna give you an opportunity just as you're seated to, uh, in an act of response, as an act of uh, surrender to Him, to just place your hands, you can just on your lap if, if, you, uh, if you feel like that, just in your lap or out in front of you with your hands, uh, with your palms facing upward as a posture of surrender to say, God, I want this to be my life this morning. Just invite you to do that now. And I'm gonna give you an opportunity to respond to Him now. Give you an opportunity to uh, just talk to Him about that and say, God, I'm available. However you wanna say that to Him, but just say, God, I'm available, I'm keen. I want you to use my life. I want to surrender. Take the opportunity to do that now, just in this stillness. Father God, you see every heart that's taken this opportunity just to to re-surrender or take a moment of surrender, actually. Actually, you know what? If you're here this morning, you've got no idea why but you've never surrendered your life to God. Why don't you do that now? Why don't you just say this simple prayer or you're online and you're listening. You've never surrendered your life to God, but you've heard this morning that God wants to use your life to have an impact on the world around you. And you're thinking, I'm in. Like, I wanna be a part of that. And I'm so glad you're listening this morning. I'm so glad I just feel prompted to give you an opportunity to respond to Him now. If that's you, this may be the very first time to do that. Why don't you just pray this simple prayer in your head and in your heart. Dear God, I'm in. I wanna thank you for dying for me. I wanna thank you for taking the punishment of all my sin. I wanna thank you for rising again on the cross and overcoming death. I surrender to you now for the first time. Now, by the power of your Spirit, use my life. Use me to be a healing agent in the world around us. I surrender to you now in Jesus' Name. Amen. Father, thank you for those that responded the very first time. But thank you for, um, you know, every person here that says, I'm in God. You know, I really want to be used by you. And I thank you, God, that you're a God that you're faithful. You don't let us down. And you will use our lives, great God. And we don't want to waste this life. We know that uh, this time is short. Your Word says our life is a vapour and we are coming home one day. And so, Lord, we don't want to waste our lives, but we want to be available and willing and ready to be used by you wherever we are, great God. Thank you that you've sent us. Thank You, Father God, that You delight to use our lives. And I'm so excited, Lord, of the many stories that are gonna flow uh, through our lives as we endeavour to listen to You and obey Your prompting, great God. Help us, we ask, and we pray these things in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen.